Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Kings, Malachim Bet, Perak Chaf Gimel, chapter 23, we're at verse 31. <coughs> Yehoahaz, the son of Yoshiahu, was just placed on the throne by the people. And unfortunately, we are going to see that Yehoahaz returns to the path of his ancestors, the evil ancestors, does not continue the reforms of his father. One wonders what would have happened had Yehoahaz continued on the path of his father and maybe brought the people closer to God, closer back to building the kind of society that God wanted. Would God have changed to turn his wrath around? When one reads the book of Jeremiah, Yermiyahu, who was the prophet throughout this entire time, one gets the feeling that there's constantly a way, there could have been a way, for people to turn around. Um, but if, if people would only have gotten the message, but they didn't. And their leaders certainly did not lead them in the right direction, as we're about to read. Verse 31, Yehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king. And for three months, he was the king in Jerusalem. Remember, his father had just been killed <coughs> by the Egyptian army, the Egyptian army which was on its way to Karkemish. V'shemi and his mother's name was Chamutal Batirimiyahu mi Livna. Chamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah from Livna. He did evil in the eyes of God. Kechol asher asuavosav. Just as all of his, uh, as, as many of his predecessors had done. At this point, <coughs> the Egyptians, <coughs> after being um, defeated by the Babylonians, had still not lost their hegemony, their um, their um, dominance over the over this part of, of of Judah yet. We will see soon that they will. And Paro um, uh, Necho, Nico, Pharaoh Nico, who was the Pharaoh who killed Yoshiahu, Yehoahaz's father, he locked him up, imprisoned him Berivla, Hamas, in the land of Hamat, right, Mimeloch Birushalayim, to keep him away from reigning, from being sitting on the throne in Jerusalem. Because Yehoahaz was acting rebellious against Egypt. Egypt uh, to teach him a lesson, locked him up to keep him away from the throne. Vayiten Onesh Oretz, and they punished the land with tax, a heavy tax of Mea Kikar Kesef Kikar Zav, of a hundred talents of silver and, and a talent of gold. And Paro Necho, Nico, excuse me, <coughs> taking Yehoahaz off the throne, he placed El Yakim, the son of Yoshiahu, on the throne in place of his father Yoshiahu. And he changed his name from El Yakim to Yehoyakim. Uh, by changing his name, he's asserting his power that he's the king because I made him king. Viet Yehoahaz, and the one the king that he took down, who apparently was acting way too rebellious to Egypt, he took him, Lakach, he took him to Egypt as a prisoner and he died there. It seems like he died of, of natural causes or maybe he died in prison, but he wasn't actually executed. And the gold and silver, which Paro, which the Pharaoh um, 
Nico uh, uh, taxed the people of Judah. Nosan Yehoiakim Lefaro. Yehoiakim paid that tribute to Pharaoh. Ach he'erich et ha'aretz. However, in order to make that um, uh, uh, payment, rather than paying it from the royal funds, he exacted a heavy tax upon the people. Laseses ha'kefzes alpiparo ishki erko nogas esakesef. Nogas means he like extracted it. Right, he he pulled it away. So you get the sense of putting the heavy burden on the people. It reminds us of the prophet Jeremiah at the same time talking about how the rich and the wealthy uh, subjugated the poor, took advantage of the poor, and here instead of paying it out of royal funds, one gets the sense from this verse that he could have afforded to get it from many places, but instead he chose to take it from the poor. In previous occasions, when they were forced to pay tribute. <coughs> we even had a nod to the fact that some of the kings paid tribute from the temple riches and temple wealth. The Chizkiyahu himself had to pay that to the Assyrian forces. And we understood that that had to be done. And here that could have been done, but instead of doing that, he turned it to the people. He took it at Tama'aretz, in order to pay tribute to the Pharaoh Nico. Yehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king. And he ruled for 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zvuda Bat Pidoya from the place of Ruma. And he did bad, he did evil in the eyes of God. Similar to his father, his his predecessors, his forefathers before him, so Yehoiakim, Yehoiachaz, both led the people in the wrong direction. Biyamav in his day, Allah Nebuchadnezzar Melech Bavel, Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon, then arose. Nebuchadnezzar at the time of the battle of Carchemish, which was the battle in which Paro Necho and the Assyrian forces uh, uh, encountered the Babylonian forces and were beaten by the Babylonian forces, Nebuchadnezzar was the general. After the battle, the king of, um, of Babylon died and Nebuchadnezzar was then appointed king. So now he's the king and we also know from historical sources that Nebuchadnezzar attacked and conquered Egypt and eliminated Egypt from being any major power in the area anymore. So Egypt then had no more business uh, deciding who's the king of Judah because now the power is Babylon. So in the days of Yehoiakim, while Yehoiakim having been put on the throne by the Egyptians, Nebuchadnezzar now gets up and he takes charge. And he made Yehoiakim a servant to him, Shaloshanim, for three years. Then, so in other words, he, instead of paying tribute to Egypt, he was paying tribute to Babylon. And then he went and he rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar, against the king of Babylon. And, and one um, wonders how he had the audacity to do this. We discussed this a little bit more in depth when we studied Jeremiah together. But he had this... this um, the, the people had this uh, blind faith in the temple that, that God would save them, even though they weren't living the kind of life that they were supposed to live. They, they, they believed in the strength of the temple, but not 
understanding that the temple does nothing for you when your behavior does not reflect the kind of behavior that God wants you to live. But for those ideas um, and for that perspective, you should go uh, study Jer- the book of Jeremiah again, which was obviously taking place throughout this, this entire period. <laughs> so God sent against him uh, uh, raiding bands or troops of Kastim Chaldeans. Chaldeans were allied with the Babylonians to the extent that over time the Kastim, or which is translated into English usually as Chaldeans and Babylonians, pretty much became one in the same country, Kastim and Babylonians <coughs> and Bavliam. So there were different ethnicities that became the, the primary uh, groups of the Babylonian Empire, Vet Gidudei Aram, and also Arameans. Um, remember, they back prior to the Assyrians, the Arameans were the big empire. But uh, the, the so these Arameans were now uh, the re- remaining, you know, the ethnic Arameans were allied with the Babylonians, Vet Gidudei Moab and the Moabites. Um, and the Ammonites, so all of these other groups which are now all under the wing of the Babylonian Empire when Jehoiakim decides rather than submit like everyone else to Babylon but to rebel um, the Babylonian Empire sent uh, soldiers from all of these groups to attack and he sent them against Judah to to ruin Judah as God had spoken to his servants <coughs> through the prophets. All of this, however, all of this happened to Yehuda because God's ultimate goal was to get Judah away, to remove Judah from his place, to exile Judah, to get Judah away from Jerusalem, because of the sins of Menasheh, and all of the things that he did. And Yehoiakim, just to emphasize how bad and how evil he was, this wasn't just a, a philosophical or theological problem, flaw that the people had that they worshipped idols. The Gam Dam Hanoki Asher Shafach, we talked about how he oppressed the people with taxes, he, and Dam Hanoki Asher Shafach, he spilled innocent blood in the streets. And he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which makes you think of a corrupt legal system. This kind of behavior God would not forgive. Now we said God would destroy Yehuda, but God didn't destroy Yehuda yet. God sent attacks. So and and Jeremiah, when one gets the sense that all of these were opportunities for the people to turn around, but consistently they continued and persisted in their evil, bad behavior. And all of the other things that Yehoiakim did, if you want to read about them, you're welcome to go get the book of Chronicles for the kings of Judah and read about it there. Yehoiakim died uh, and uh, laid with his his ancestors. Um, and his son Yehoiakim now became the king afterwards. So now we're up to Yoshiahu's grandson. <coughs> so first it was Yoshiahu's son, <coughs> Yeho Achaz, who was king. He was kidnapped and sent to Egypt. And the Egyptians placed Yehoiakim, his brother, Yoshiahu's other son, on the throne, both of whom led the people in an awful, awful direction. And now the, uh, Yehoiakim's son, Yehoiachin, becomes the king. At this point, the king of Egypt no longer 
was able to leave his land. By this point, the king of Babylon had taken complete control over the entire uh, area from Nachal Mitzrayim, from Wadi Egypt, which is a um, a, 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 a river in, in modern Sinai, right? Adna, or, or at least riverbed, Adnahar Paras to the river Euphrates. So Babylon, Babylon had taken control of this entire section of the Middle East. All those places where which were under Egyptian influence had now been completely taken care of by, uh, uh, been taken control of by the Babylonian Empire. So the Babylonian Empire had solidified their control. So no longer was Jehoiakim able to um, uh, look to Egypt for support, and no longer did Egypt uh, was Egypt a player in this in this in this field here at all, which we know from, from extra-biblical historical sources, we know that this uh, corroborates this account that is being stated here <coughs> in the verses. So we now uh, end this podcast with the end of the career of um, Yehoiakim, the beginning of the career of Yehoiachin. We will begin reading about the career of Yehoiachin as we hurtle rapidly down this cascading avalanche towards the ultimate destruction. Um, uh, it's sad to read. Uh, you might note that in many places I'm stopping and starting not exactly with the beginnings and the ends of the pa- cha- chapters. That's because the way the chapters are broken up uh, by the uh, numbers that we're accustomed to um, which were put in by non-Jewish uh, sources, I'm not exactly holding to those. Um, so, so sometimes I read, you know, in, it's in order to divide up the stories into what seems to make a little bit more sense. Again, thank you so much for studying together with me. Looking forward to studying the rest of chapter 24, the rest of this wonderful book of Kings. Have a wonderful day.